From the campus of Stanford University and on location, this is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast featuring in-depth one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom Dioro, principal of Podfather Media. Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, let's welcome Hector Quintanilla. Hector is founder and president of Digital Education and Be Smart. He's also a family man. Mm-hmm. A serial entrepreneur, investor, and passionate education shifter. He's experienced in diverse businesses from financing, franchising, retail, e-commerce, and real estate development. He's also uh, Hector's also a civil engineer with an executive MBA and a passionate lifelong learner. From Silicon Valley's Singularity University in 2013, his life was dramatically changed, understanding the disruptive power of exponential technology. Hector is also a mentor and consultant to entrepreneurs and business leaders, helping them to strategize to face changing future. For more information, feel free to visit Hector's website at bebusinesssmart.com. Again, that's bebusinesssmart.com. Hector, welcome to The Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much. We're really honored to have you. Tom, the honor is mine. Thank you so much for having me. Hector, we like to start our show off with uh, asking you, what is, uh, do you have an inspiring quote or a quote or mantra that you, I don't know if you have necessarily live by, but that really means something to you on your, in your journey through life on a day-to-day basis? Yes, yes, uh, Tom, yes. Um, I have this personal quote and that I try to encourage people to live by it, and especially entrepreneurs. And, uh, and, and this is it. A good business strategy is worth more than a lifetime of hard work. A good strategy is worth more than a lifetime of hard work. And the reason I say that, Tom, is that we're in a new economy. And uh, hard work won't guarantee us success anymore. We are now in a complete new environment. The industrial age is over. We have a complete new, uh, new rules to live by and to understand. And I think it is critical to uh, be strategic more than ever before. And when you share with a strategic, how, how so, at least in your mind's eye, do you envision the future, say for the next uh, right. five, 10 years? Yeah, great, great question. So uh, the thing about the uh, new economy, the new economical environment that we're in, it, 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 it's a big phenomenon that's happening right now. To me, we are in, a, in an economy that's, that has forces of deflationary forces. And so in a deflation, uh, in, economic, uh, in economics, I'm not, not an economist, I'm not an expert, but I have a hell lot of common sense. And uh, <laughs> deflation sure. is uh, our government's and central bank's worst enemy and biggest nightmare. Mm. And uh, so what happens is that in, we're in this new economical environment where globalization is deflationary in many ways. 
And actually, I think this COVID-19 that has happened over the past three months, it's accelerating this adoption of, uh, of being a globalized uh, economy where now the value of labor, the value of work is being challenged and it's not as valuable as it was during the industrial age. So we need to understand that we're in a new economical environment, that the rules of the past are not working anymore. We are in, a world, in, a, in an economy based on abundance. It's, uh, in the past, it, we, we had an economy based on scarcity. And so in scarcity, whatever we brought into the market, there was a lot of value because there were so many needs. There were a lot of needs of clothing, of shoes, of cars, of infrastructure, etc. Now, in our new economy, it's, a, it's an economy based on abundance. And uh, that brings new economic challenges for all of us as individuals, as organizations, and to nations. We're all being challenged by this new economic environment. And the deflationary force number two is technology. Technology is very deflationary. It's automation. And uh, the perfect example, we see how we can take now the value of, for example, of, of uh, the encyclopedia, and it, it has been democratized. It's now free. It was very, very expensive. So all these deflationary pressures of technology have made it abundant and it's democratized in, in this world, right? The value of labor is being challenged. Can you share a bit more even, uh, elaborate on the value of labor being challenged? Yes, Tom. Uh, th yeah, that's a, th th that's a great question. So in the past, there was very few people, skilled people who could do the work of... Uh, being engineers of uh, name it i am a civil engineer today we have millions of civil engineers 50 years ago there were very few civil engineers and the demand was uh, was growing continuously because the world was was growing with its infrastructure etc same thing with uh, all type of business managers etc so there was a scarcity of labor now i Bill, we're in, in, with so many students going through the educational system and all qualified to with a degree. They are all qualified with a degree. And uh, there's not much difference from uh, uh, one civil engineer, uh, me from Mexico, than a civil engineer from India. And now with all this remote work, et cetera, why can't someone do the same kind of value of their work in it from any place in the world. So there's population growth. There's a, a lot of uh, graduates coming to the, to the marketplace. The reason that uh, graduates are struggling to find many jobs is because there is abundance of, of, of a lot of people that are available to do the work. And uh, so how can we differentiate ourselves? The value is in the unique skill and talent of, of the individual. And so that, that's the challenge. Uh, again, it's, it's the, the rules of abundance, uh, of economic abundance, how it changes everything. 
How about entrepreneurship? I know many of your core readings, your writings, and uh, even in your LinkedIn postings, there's a there's a definitely a call to action with entrepreneurship. And share with us why that is so important, at least even for the mindset of an entrepreneur versus a, a, a traditional employee. Right, right, right. That's that's um, so. So in in this uh, deflationary environment that we are right now, we need some source of leverage. So what I, I, I talk about and I, I share about what I call as business leverage, and I have discovered that there are eight uh, levers of value. These are strategies that are available through a business model that help us deliver value at, with more, with, in a more efficient way with less time, money, or energy. So if we understand that money is the result of delivered value, uh, money is just a mechanism of exchange of, of value. So the more value we can deliver to the market or to our customers, the more money we can get. The problem with labor is that labor is not scalable. Profits are scalable. Labor, a paycheck, is not scalable. A paycheck is is a very simple formula. We have our skills, and we and the number of hours of that we can use the those skills. So either we work more, or we increase the value of our work per hour. So most of the world is focused on trying to become more valuable in their skills instead of changing how they work. The value or the, the power of entrepreneurship is that it allows us to change how we work. We don't work for a paycheck. We work for profits. And when we work for profits, we can strategize our business model, processes. We can use um, systems. We can do business strategies. Uh, we can use tools, computers, algorithms, whatever, robotics. And, and we're delivering more value to the market uh, in, an, in, a very, uh, in a very efficient way. This is excellent. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Hector Quintanilla, founder and president of BeBusinessSmart.com. Hector, if you can continue on with the, uh, the increase the value by how one works, can you? Yes, how, how we must change how we work. That, that, that's, that's a great, um, a great question. So that's why I love this quote that I share. A good strategy is worth more than a lifetime of hard work. We can see around us uh, very disciplined, hardworking people that I highly respect and admire but how come they don't have a good quality of life? The value of their work is challenged. So we need to add some kind of leverage to our work. And, and that's through a business model. So change, when I say change how we work, I, I mean, is instead of selling our time in exchange for money, we need to invest our time in building an asset that delivers value for us. If we have an asset that delivers the value for us, then it's working. We are 
delivering value to the marketplace 24/7. It's the business that that works for me. It's not uh, it's it's not linked to my time, my energy. So that's what entrepreneurs do. We build businesses, we build assets that deliver value to us. That v- building value and building an asset. Share with us your foray and experience into the digital realm. Right. And why that as an a- is now an asset. Always has been, but now especially. So what's happening in today's economy, it's the industrial age. During Here's a key thing that we need to understand. During the agrarian age, it was me using a tool to increase my value. It was my source of leverage. I used a tool or a pick or a, a shovel, whatever. That increased my value. In During the... During the uh, industrial age, industrial revolution, it, it was me using the tool, uh, using a tractor, using a machine to deliver value to the market. But it, it was me connected with a machine that made me more, that helped me deliver more value of my work. Now in the digital age, something extraordinary happens. It's we are working for the asset that the asset is now that the one that delivers value for us. So we can see that in different business models. The platform business model is perfect. There are millions of people working and feeding the asset that, that the asset is the one that delivers value for us. We can see that in robotics. We can see that with drones. We can see that with all types of algorithms, etc. Artificial intelligence. So it's now... We are building the asset and the asset is ever more autonomous and less reliable on us. And it's a lot of people feeding the asset, giving it value to deliver immense amounts of value. Now, in a world of abundance, in an, if we, so this is something that we need to really understand. Economics 101 in a curve of offer and demand, if we shift the supply to the left. It means that we are growing the supply in any marketplace. Prices will start to be lowered. So that's the deflationary forces that we're facing in this new economic environment. So what do we need? We need to be more efficient. That's why we're turning to digital digital tools and uh, that are extremely scalable, that are uh, extremely powerful and cheap, and uh, they can be transferred around the world in, 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 in minutes at, at almost zero cost. Share with us about Be Business Smart as well is um, what is the folks focus and right. the value that you add to, to people. So I, I am convinced, Tom, that, that uh, every single business needs to uh, start on a solid foundation. So I have these three pillars that I frequently share and, and, and teach with my clients and students. These are three pillars. Number one is the, the pillar that I call you. And, and that's you or me. It's the individual. It's, the, the, uh, it's, it's us, the leader. And the, the, the key thing about the us, the you, uh, the, the you pillar is that it's an individual who is empowered with a vision. It's not just an idea. 
it's a vision. And in a vision, it's radically different than just an idea. Ideas are abundant in this world. Ideas uh, are, are everywhere and they're a, maybe a commodity, but a vision is very scarce. A vision touches our heart. A vision takes our slip away. A vision is like, it, it, I can envision like a, like a baby inside a, a mother's womb that it's slowly growing and growing. It Once it's inside of you, you can't sleep. You can't take it away from you. It's a, it's a passion. And when you bring a passion and, and you bring your purpose and you mix that with belief, uh, that creates a vision. And that's when an entrepreneur becomes unstoppable. Uh, the, the, it, it's very different. I mean, the perfect example I can think of right now is uh, Elon Musk with his vision of making us an in humans interplanetary species. Uh, that's, it's unbelievable the passion that this, uh, that, that Elon has. And, he, and what happens is that uh, visions inspire people. Visions, the reason that people work at SpaceX and you can see how contagious they are when they are cheering how the rocket is going <laughs> up to the sky, uh, it touches our hearts. Visions touch our hearts. Ideas touch our minds, and that's usually not enough. Uh, uh, visions, a good, a powerful vision will change your friends, will change your books, will change your priorities, your diet, your hobbies, uh, your your <laughs> habits, your values, your routines. Uh, when you are full of a, of this vision, you become unstoppable as an entrepreneur. That's pillar number one. Pillar number two, it's, mm -hmm. all, it's all about leverage. Again, we're in this deflationary environment uh, that if we don't have a good source of leverage around our business model, we don't stand a chance. We need to be very strategic in how we build our business models around with this source of leverage. And there are eight sources, uh, eight variables of, le of, of leverage. Uh, one is, is value. Volume, efficiency, effectiveness, control, assets, and financial leverage. And, and I can dig a little bit deep into each one of those. But so very, very briefly, how are these sources of leverage? Imagine a bottle of water. A bottle of water, it has a different value in the middle of the Amazon River, Amazon forest, than in the middle of the desert. It's the same bottle of water, but it has different value. There's some kind of strategic leverage that we can use there. Uh, volume. Uh, volume, what I mean is that our business model, we can build it that we can sell uh, one unit of value per day or 10,000 units of value per minute. Amazon is the perfect uh, example, right? Efficiency. There's, uh, that's, that's been the battle of, of the Industrial Revolution. How can we become more efficient? And then we have a scalability. How can we replicate our success? All, all of these are strategic in around the business model. Control, it's, it's how we can control the marketplace. A perfect example is uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, we subscribe and you're hooked, right? You, mm -hmm. you the, the strategic <laughs> yes. control. There's assets, intangible and in, 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 in tangible and intangible assets. But again, those uh, branding is the perfect example. 
a brand is a very powerful source of leverage. It, it increases the value of our products and services. And financial leverage, we all know that. I don't like it a lot because it's really, really risky. And, uh, and so I, I don't teach about it. But here's the key. Financial leverage is not available without the other variables in play. Uh, so it's very, mm-hmm. very key. And pillar number three is, is, is the effectiveness. And uh, a perfect example of effectiveness is that we can be, I can be the best fisherman in the world. I can have the best boat. I can have the best nets, the, fi- the best tools, whatever. I can be really equipped to, to, to be a good, great fisherman. But if there are no fish in the water, you'll die. You won't fish anything, right? So those are the three pillars. And, and it's like a tripod. If you are missing one of those, all businesses die. Every single business dies. So, so I, I, I try to help entrepreneurs to build a good, strategic, solid foundation on where they can start building their business. And, uh, and, and that, in, to the best of my belief, is uh, that increases the odds of success. Uh, there's, so I consider myself a guide, not a teacher. Uh, it's, it's like I'm, I'm helping you look ahead of the challenges that you have as an entrepreneur in this macro, in this new uh, economic environment. Excellent. Excellent. This is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. We're, uh, we're going to give our uh, public service announcement to Tim Tebow's foundation. Tim Tebow Foundation would not be able to accomplish our mission without God's blessing and the support of generous donors and partners. They hope that you will explore their site and discover what they're able to do and who they enjoy and value helping through prayer and financial support. Together, the Tebow Foundation can make a difference. For more information, you can find them at timtebowfoundation.org. Again, that's timtebowfoundation.org. We're talking today with Hector Quintanilla founder and president of Be Business Smart. You can find them uh, on the web, of course, at bebusinesssmart.com. Again, it's bebusinesssmart.com. Hector, if we go back to that leverage, it's really, I, I think it's a key, uh, one of the key points is that leverage. Yes. At what point did you discover that how leverage was so powerful and it really would help move all the other pillars or components right um tom i've uh, i've been an entrepreneur for almost 28 years now i started my first business before i got out of college uh that business is still running today uh 27 wow. 28 years later and and that's how i started my uh, my entrepreneurial journey and adventure and after that uh, i i found success through that business and then i i endeavored into other types of businesses and uh, mostly real estate and uh, construction and real estate development, et cetera. And, and, and my passion is, is to create. I, I am, I don't know, I'm wired for this. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so through that, I've failed several times. I've failed several businesses because they were not, I didn't have the right strategy. And it's really, I mean, when we go through those cycles of that we don't achieve the success that we are expecting 
there's a lot of value. I mean, we learn, we grow, we and we become wiser. I I am convinced that wisdom uh, we acquire it through our daily lives and and struggles, and that we can't learn through uh, lessons as with with passive lessons. So to answer your question of, of it's it's by me trying to be more strategic in my approach to start a new business or or analyze different business ideas and and pick my battles. That's how I started to to learn this. And I came up with this after I found this this passion to help entrepreneurs succeed. Uh, the world needs more entrepreneurs more than ever before. We needed to solve humanity's biggest problems. We needed to create more employ- em- employment, to bring opportunities, to innovate, to change, to pay more taxes. I mean, you name it. But uh, and, and, and only through an entrepreneurial mindset is that we can approach these challenges of change that this new economy demands from us. We are being continuously challenged by uh, tremendous forces of change, right? How do you believe that entrepreneurship can be instilled or is it something someone is born with? I love that question. Um, I've, and, and I've thought about it a lot. Uh, for me personally, I was born into an entrepreneurial family. My grandfather was a great entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur. To me, it was like it, it was like expected. I wasn't expected to do anything else. But and I don't believe that that en- entrepreneurs are born from their DNA. Entrepreneurs are born the moment they they are captivated by a vision, a vision of what can be that's when that that's when when we become empowered with this unstoppable force that will take our sleep away at night and uh, and it's not until that we deliver that vision to the world is is that we find rest i i think the key is to find the, the balance between purpose passion and belief the key, the, the number one disease that we have in the world preventing people to become entrepreneurs is the lack of belief. And, and, and what happens is that, that people give up before even trying. And uh, that's what I want to help people overco- overcome. I, I encourage them to believe that, yes, we can accomplish anything. And, and, and it, but, Entrepreneurship starts from the heart, not from the mind. I think it's the result from the heart. It's the vision that comes from the heart that makes us entrepreneurial. Hector, what would you uh, like to share on uh, on your show today that we may not have touched on that uh, is is also important to you? So, the, the importance to be to change also organizations and businesses and how they work. In the past, with this uh, the old economy based on a scarcity, whatever we brought into the market, whatever product or service, we would find people to to buy it. Uh, there was so much demand and scarcity. Today's is a lot more challenging. So in the past, companies were mostly product centered, uh, product centric. They were they found success through a product, and they would be resistant to change. 
in today's environment, it's, uh, it's needed, it's demanded that we are customer-centric. And that's the success of, of Amazon and, and, and Jeff Bezos' vision and, uh, and passion for, for Amazon. They are a customer-centric company. So what happens is that organizations were very stiff and rigid in the past. They weren't willing to change. In today's organizations, we need to be continuously changing. So what I share with my clients and my, and my students is, is a process that I, I call it, it's like a snowball effect. I, it's the design, build, drive. Uh, framework. Uh, that's how I call it. It's we're so we need to be in a constant cycle of design, build, drive around the customer's needs and where are they moving, where are they going, and continuously be challenging and disrupting ourselves to improve and meet the customer's needs, not our uh, our vision of of our falling in love with our product, fall in love with your customer, and not with your product. This has been terrific. Hector, it's been an honor and an absolute pleasure having you on our show today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity, Tom. Thank you. Absolutely. I I would love it if you came on our show uh, very soon. If you're anytime, anytime, I'll be honored. This is, I mean, your show, it's it's very aligned with my passion. I I really, and it's so needed. So thank you for doing this, Tom. Uh, Thank you for encouraging your audience. And uh, yes, we need more entrepreneurs in the world. So any way I can support you, it will be an honor. Thank you very much, Hector. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been Hector Quintanilla. Hector is founder and president of Be Business Smart. And Hector is also a family man, serial entrepreneur, investor, and passionate education shifter. He's experienced in diverse businesses from franchising, retail, e-commerce, and real estate development. Hector is also a civil engineer with an executive MBA and a passionate lifelong learner. As well as a mentor and a consultant, he's also an advisor to entrepreneurs and business leaders, helping them to strategize to face our changing future. For more information, feel free to visit BeBusinessSmart.com. Again, BeBusinessSmart.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. I'm Tom Dioro. The Entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location. The chief audio engineer is Eris Chikopoulos. Chief engineer is Mark Lawrence, and we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. 